Well, the title is just uh, talk number two of hacking the mind and just a, a metaphor. It's really the same talk I quite often give with a, a little bit different way of looking at it, looking at the mind as a, as a structure that we, uh, we don't, we, we might not even know that there's anything there that's hidden, uh, but there is. And it's very much like uh, sometimes the Trunk Rinpoche called it the bureaucracy of ego because it's like some kind of a structure that's inviolable. You can't, can't get into it because it's protecting itself because it does not want to be seen. Why doesn't it want to be seen? It's not real. There's no solid being anywhere, but it sure looks like it. And that's protected. That secret, that open secret is protected by a structure or by a what mainframe, whatever computer or language you wanted to use, that is a structure that is has all kinds of guards and everything. And those guards are our opinions, our ideas, our beliefs. In particular, our beliefs about anything. Any belief is uh, stops the awareness from penetrating that, from seeing deeply. So it's not that you couldn't use psychoanalysis or some other kind of a structure that would use the conceptual mind or the storytelling mind to go down into something. You could, uh, but it might be uh, a little difficult to understand there's no solid being who has a problem. Problem is the, the problem wants an identity. It wants someone to have welcome and, and protect it. So again, the way to deal with that, to, the way to hack that is to uh, not particularly use some kind of a technique Although even sitting meditation, shikantaza, is a technique. Very simple. Say it over and over again. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves. What moves is the, the sentries around the, around the fortress of ego. Watch them. Don't do anything with them. If you try to go in and take them out, if you go to war with them, uh, they have more resources uh, to continue to use that kind of a metaphor. And they function with each person in so many different ways. There's no one formula. That's why the Srikantaza, or just precisely this, is the formula. And since body-mind are imputed, was one of the, one of the sneaky uh, pieces of propaganda that the ego uses, was that the mind is one thing and the body is something else. Separ Anytime the ego, the self-centered mind, can separate things, it will, as they say, divide and conquer. It will do that. It will make it so you can't deal with both ends of it, so you'll join one. Uh, you'll join one. Whatever shows up, you'll look at the polarity and you'll join one. So it's always about the awareness that arises in that open dimension, that open space. Shikantaza. As I often say, when you sit down and hold still and you sit symmetrical like so, eventually, in 10 minutes, 10 years, you're going to see the very area that's been, been shutting down. You'll be, begin to see uh, weaknesses. Uh, in the structure of ego, which is kind of a, it might show up as an inkling that there's no solid self, that you're not solid. Uh, uh, when that's partial or when there's uh, uh, insights into that, depending on the strength of your awareness practice, you could either be, be kind of interested or excited about that because you feel like something's coming apart. And you, if your sincerity is powerful enough, your intention is powerful enough, uh, you won't do anything with it. You won't try to crank it up. You won't get a credential from it. You just see it. Whereas if you don't have a strong sitting practice, it can be terrifying. If you any of you read the book by uh, Susan 
Seagal called a collision with the infinite. It's a woman who had a spontaneous realization. And uh, of course, she didn't have a good connection with a meditation group or teacher. She practiced a little bit of meditation. Has anybody here read that? Yeah, a few people. And uh, again, I'm not necessarily recommending it, but if you could, you could, you could read it. She, uh, uh, she, she didn't really have a teacher, so therefore her understanding from this way it looks here isn't, isn't complete. I think she passed away before it was complete. Pretty hard to do this without a strong foundation of awareness. If it happens spontaneously, sometimes uh, people uh, like uh, Romano Harshi went into retreat for 20 years. Um, Byron Katie did something similar to that, and it took her 15 years before she actually came up with a way to teach what she had done. But she doesn't teach meditation, or at least she didn't. I think she does now because she runs into so many people that are suffering. Probably kind of just slowly occurred to her that maybe they should just sit down and do nothing. She's quite clear, seems to be. I haven't met her. So what I'm saying is just, you, you know, you, you may become a Buddhist. You may, you may be just study Buddhism. That's up to you. It's your, it's your idea of what you need to do with this, whether you need to become, a, become a ordained or whether you need to just practice meditation. None of my business. Uh, it could be my business. If you come closer, then, then I'll relate to it as it is. But there's, there's nothing to correct. Uh, when we start to get into right and wrong, then immediately the whole idea of trying to hack into something, you have presumptions, preconceptions, and ideas, and that will stop you from being able to go deeply into this. And if you always say headway in that area, you probably uh, probably are not going to get a credential saying, yes, you know, keep going, you're on the right path. It's not that it begins to, as soon as you see the relativity of it, uh, the relativity starts to stop supporting your search. So it's a really, uh, as a, uh, Trunk Rinpoche said in the title of one of his books, Journey Without Goal, it's, it's, it's open-ended. There's no, there's no beginning. There's no ending to anything. If you think there is, you'll suffer. So the idea, the metaphor of hacking something seems to work. Uh, it's like that. There's some kind of a closed system, a uh, uh, personal oligarchy that does not want to give up any power. The ego does not, your imaginary, pretended, imputed self doesn't want to give up. And your, your Buddha nature is, is covered by that, uh, that dictator. And you could say the dictator's here, the dictator's here. Uh, unlikely the dictator's here. The dictator can't, there's too much space there, too much room there. So it, it needs to have to be um, feared or argued with. Paranoia and terror. This is not afraid. This is not not afraid. So this is what you're doing when you sit down and hold still, face the wall, Body, mind are not separate, just look like it. And when you sit down and, and do that over time, depending on your own style, your own form of belief, disbelief, conclusions, concepts, opinions, and so on, uh, you'll begin to see those. And if you can just observe them without adding on any further laminations, sometimes we, we see those come up and then we think we have to do something about it. You don't have to do anything about anything. You don't have to do anything about anything. The whole idea of there being some kind of a time frame that you have to do something about something, just a misunderstanding. You know, it's interesting that if you really begin to see that, you know exactly what to do. You don't need to check with your next door neighbor. You don't need to check with your mate or your mom, dad, brother, sister, dog, cat. You don't have to check with anything. You know. And that feeling of knowing quite often gets mixed up with not knowing because it's so here. 
And this doesn't see two different things. This doesn't even see. It can be very challenging to be working in that area and, and begin to realize that you're not going to know, you're not going to have what you've been looking for. Because what you've been looking for is not what it's cracked up to be. Changes. And this is why the ego mind has such difficulty with it, because it wants to be included in that. The dictator wants to even make I'll be I'll be really good. It just let me in on it. I won't I won't cause any more trouble. Just let me be the prime minister. I'll let you be the boss. It says to your Buddha nature. And I'm not saying there are other techniques. There's a practice quite a few myself. There's a the creation completion practice practices of the the Tibetan lineages, all there's several different forms of that. There's all kinds of deities, deity yoga practice, which is uh, uh, giving your wisdom mind, your Buddha nature, a form so it can begin to manifest, so you can begin to talk to yourself. Um, and uh, the Tibetan lamas would disagree with me, probably. I mean, they've, they've got you know hundreds, thousands of years of uh, culture to promote or defend. And same thing with any other way of working with the mind, whether it's Soto Zen, Rinzai Zen, um, any of the Chinese lineages or the, the Theravadans, everybody kind of thinks they're right, that they have what the teaching, the teaching should be. So I don't know if they can do that. I'm just saying that, to, speaking to you personally, that you shouldn't do anything else you have to. And if you have to do something, you'll know that by watching all the things you don't have to do. So I say, Look at the things you don't have to do and then look, you know, if death comes without warning, this body will stop giving you uh, some kind of support for your consciousness. You you may have to do something about this. You may have to spend some time sitting down and watching what continues to insist on being somebody. The teaching, of course, is everything is empty of itself. So that's the teaching. But when you see that, everything is all completely, uh, it's uh, already completely full of itself. Anytime you make a statement, you create something else. It's uh, polarized. It's a polar bear. Whatever happened to Polaroid cameras? They <laughs> did? Yeah, I bet you can. I bet they're costly, though. Yeah. You have a question? Um, from Shoto at the monastery? Yes. He asks Is being awake more than being clear? Yeah, if you use the word being awake in the sense of the, the Buddha's teaching, then yes, it's not separate from ignorance. Buddha, Buddhas and sentient beings are not two different things. Being completely uh, anutra samyak sambodhi, the complete unexcelled enlightenment that's talked about in the, in the sutras of the Buddha are not separate from the completely um, separate situation of being in the middle of hell as rudra. Not separate. Nothing is abandoned. Nothing is joined and nothing is ignored. There isn't anything else. It's promising, isn't it? Yes. What's Rudra? Rudra is a way that uh, the very it's like the opposite of enlightenment. It's like complete control, power, warfare, um, just ignoring with intense passion, aggression, and ignorance that, that there's uh, that there isn't anything but uh, Buddha nature. So it's going the opposite direction. It's been used as a, an image here and there. Trump and Pache used it somewhat. I think it might be the first time I've used it, or maybe the third time. Fifth, fifth time. <laughs> I can always tell when, when one of the numbers looks like a rabbit or a, a snail. Yeah. Yes. 
Do you have one? Yeah. What, what was the word you used? Rudra. Rudra. Is that Sanskrit or? Do you know the Tibetan? Sanskrit. Do you know the Tibetan for Rudra? No. Is it related to Anudra? It's Anudra is uh, none further. Anudra Samyak Sambodhi. No, it's, it's, it's Rudra. No, it's a, it's a different word. Rudra. What does it mean? Huh? See? The knower of the three times, <laughs> including this one. <laughs> that wink was a transcendental wink. <laughs> So awake, though. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Rudra. That's why it's in hell. Other questions? Yeah. To duality. Yeah, that's what you're hacking. You're you're going into that kind of a fortress of we're over here and you're over there and you're not getting in that kind of a thing. So we need to. And the way you do that, you you, look, you don't go to war with it. Just like you can't you can't go to war with a the Amazon. Not the river, the, <laughs> the big thing that's unhackable, partially unhackable. Yes. Now, two questions. One off of Keenan's um, taking the hackable metaphor to something like, um, I hope we don't get in trouble, but Coke Industries. They were saying you can't boycott that because it, their products are in everything you use. So taking that metaphor to dependent origination, it's so vast. How can you hack anything? I don't know. You don't have to if they keep dying off. One of them died. <laughs> so just wait. <laughs> yeah, while you're waiting, face the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, talked about. Um, I'll, I'll go somewhere else first. Hack this. Hack, hack this. I mean, I'm not. You know, I think it's great that. Um, that uh, People hack into things that are eventually going to take over the world or whatever, uh, like Mr. Snowden. I think that's good, but, but find, find out who this is. And you can, and, but using, I'm just using that metaphor because there's all kinds of people that are really good at and have an ability to go into closed systems that are trying to hide out and protect themselves or able to use, uh, you know, rabbits and snails and bunny rabbits. Yeah, those numbers are able to go in or, you know, the off and on switches, that's what it is. That's what Matt does. And that's what my son, Aaron, he also is. Ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Yeah. No threes. <laughs> but one and zero adds up to what? That's where I get headache. headache. <laughs> but find out who this is. and, and uh, Because this, and I'll say it like this, this is not separate from that. But you can't find that without joining some kind of an incredible, uh, countless, countless, called the 10,000 things traditionally, countless numbers of, I mean, everybody you meet has a different kind of confusion and a different kind of sanity. So everyone, everyone is they're just, it's just vast and un, unmanageable. But, but you have an opportunity being born a living being, you can find out who this is. And anything that is happening to you, at all, including this, supposed to happen. How do you know it's happening? It's happening. You're you're actually here. You're you're here, and you can be. Not only can you be here, you can be really here. And so, and that's how you actually begin to hack. You sit down right where you're at, or you sit down every morning at uh, seven o'clock and face the wall in your hallway or in your meditation hall or in your bedroom. Sit down, hold still, take nothing for granted, give nothing away, don't do anything with it, just 
you could say you're giving up something. You're eliminating everything else that normally would happen that time. You're eliminating that. You're just going to sit here and see what is basically what's happening because that will tell you a body may move. You're, my body, every time I would holster, would start to ache because my, my situation, my ego does not want to be seen. And I never did see it. But, uh, and so it would make my knees hurt that we get up. I almost swore just then, but I managed not to. So you, don't have, you can't see something that is unreal. Uh, if you see that what is trying to appear as, as someone on stage and trying to act, if you see a stage play, then it's unreal. So their ego is unreal. So it's not, not that you see the ego. That's why it's so difficult, because we keep looking for something to get rid of or transcend or something. Mm-hmm. Is intention unreal? Well, I think it's real as long as it lasts. So we have to start somewhere. So um, you, you know, intend to be with all things. We're gonna, we're gonna see what this is. It's like it's a mutual thing. You know, you're a student of the Buddha's Dharma, as am I. Just bring this together and use that formula, Buddha Dharma Sangha. Use that to find out what this is. It's not that you couldn't find out what this is without that formula, but probably gonna be more difficult. It would be like, say, I'm going to go canoeing without a canoe. Canoe do that? <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> Anybody with two arrows? Four in each year. <laughs> so, I mean, the metaphor doesn't work, but it's like trying to, I'm not saying people couldn't do that or couldn't understand something, but without some kind of a teaching, it seems to be necessary to have, uh, like we have, we're very lucky to have a 2,500-year-old tradition. It's not about believing in anything. It's about not looking away from something, but looking at whatever happens, look right at it, and don't add on your opinions, ideas, judgments if you can. If you do add them on, then just look at the back end of them. Just add it on to that. I'm adding on. I'm not not seeing what that is because I keep thinking of stuff about it. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing. I didn't do it. I did do it. She did it. They did it. It's because of this, because of that. You can tell how many times I've said that. Do I say it the same way every time? No. Uh, I guess I'm wondering about intention of how, what is intention? It's something you do over and over and over again. I intend to be with all things. Your job as a as a, uh, a bodhisattva, which you've received uh, the bodhisattva precepts, is to be with all things. And that's going to show up for you much differently than Raquel or Unyal or Doug. It's going to show up just differently, just in a different, not right, not wrong, just your way of dealing with that. So like we were talking about in the interview, the, the disparity between this and that was happening. You don't have to put those together. You don't have to make anything work. You don't have to, whatever's happening, whatever's happening needs to happen. Because it's causes and conditions bring that about. And it may irritate you or you might think, I don't deserve this. Not that you would do that. But whatever happens, just, I'm not saying, oh, just be with it or just cave to it or something. But just just watch the texture of those feelings come and go. Nothing lasts, especially things that, that look like they're solid. Especially the, the fortress of ego that looks so solid. It's a... It's, uh, it's just invented. It's just a, a bunch of things laced together. And if you look right at it and don't believe it, don't disbelieve it, don't look away from it, it just unties itself. It's like the, the image, uh, traditionally sometimes uh, uh, the knot of the mind just unties itself in midair just by your awareness. 
Buddha means awake. What? Awaken to what? Awaken to everything. Not easy because the, the, the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the, the fortify, the defended, the protected area uh, called uh, ego, uh, well, anything that happens, it will make something up about it. Well, they're trying to do this, but now you're trying to do that. Well, that's not going to work. Well, what were you thinking? Just listen to the listen to the stage play go on without uh, without jumping on stage. And if you do jump on stage, then just watch that, and you'll notice that you'll might be on stage for a while, and then you go right back to the front row again and watch some more. And then you watch this character come and that character come and go. The, the story may de- uh, may develop. It may make sense. It may not make sense. Don't conclude anything. So the path, eightfold path. Right effort. What is right effort if there is nothing to do, nowhere to go, and nothing to change? Well, you got to do stuff. But <laughs> you got to do stuff. <laughs> it's it's along the line of the intention part. I think it's, it has to do with that. So um, I think what we do, we tend to kind of hound ourselves. Well, I need to do something else, or because so we're not getting some kind of feedback from whatever we're doing that says we're doing, you know, we're constantly evaluating ourselves or judging ourselves. So the, I think right effort or right intention, which are very similar. I, the only ones I really talk about are the, the Shiva Samadhi and Prajna. Not, the whole 10, it's just two. I mean, we're not in the fourth grade. You know, we don't need all those, all those other ones, I, I don't think. Now, I'm not saying that some people don't. Uh, people in 2,500 years ago who were 15 years old were students of the Buddha's Dharma probably needed all 10 of them. And we probably need to memorize them and do all that. But I think we say, sit down, Sheila, discipline, sit down, morality, just don't do anything but this. And then look at it, samadhi, samadhi, just look at it. And then uh, wisdom or prajna or jnana, then just see the truth. Those are the three. But you have to start with sit down, hold still. And look, so that's the intention. And all of these tie together. The vow to be with all things is also an intention. I vow to be with all things. And you say it, if you do it, you can either do it unofficially, just do it on your own, or don't do it at all. You can do whatever you like. Or if you do it officially, in other words, as a you decide to become a, what, a card-carrying Buddhist, then you can do that. And I would say don't do anything else you have. You don't have to do, do that. Don't do it. Don't do anything. What is that called? Half... That's an A question. Sometimes we work with the paramitas. What's the difference between the paramitas and the Eightfold Path? No, just more kind of guidelines or touchstones. So you can see generosity, patience. What else? Duty. Duty. Generosity, discipline, patience, effort, effort. meditation. Vista. So it seems kind of like the, the April path in a way. So how come, but we work with the Paramitas and the Mahayas more. So what's what's really the difference? I don't know. Maybe the, the Paramitas are more of a, um, uh, more to bring your awareness to those different aspects of the mind from the point of view of the path, the Bodhisattva path, be with all things, and then the, 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 the the ten uh, or eight, uh, um, what are they? Fold path. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to look between the folds. You see, see the pages. Does that help? <laughs> so 
about discipline and it's more parental. So whereas the Bodhisattva path is more, a little bit more uh, towards adulthood. In other words, saying you need to really, if, if dependent origination, which the Buddha taught, is true, you really need to start working with dependent origination as soon as possible and see that you need to help everyone. And if you keep putting this person first, if you're using the Eightfold Path, I'd say you don't need to do some of that, yes. And in that time, I think that time, that teaching is very appropriate for that time. I'm not, you know, disagreeing. I'm just saying for this time now, you need to look at it in a little bit different way. Shila Samadhi and Prajna, or, or each one of those are in the Eightfold Path. I think that's enough. Sit down, hold still, see what it is. And what is it? Not separate. Easily, easy to say that. But to begin to see that is, uh, is actually helped by uh, your everyday situation, your post-meditation, your everyday life. Help other people. Don't just help people who, you know, are Buddhist. You don't just help people who, who just need the only uh, kind of help that you can give. Help people. Help them wherever they're at. Help them. It doesn't mean that we're sitting here and I'm giving a talk and so I see somebody out there changing a tire in their car. I stop talking to you and help them change their tire. We're not nuts. Of course, that wouldn't be a great teaching. Yeah, you know what he did next? He stopped in the middle of the Dharma talk. He went out and he got his hands all dirty. What a teaching. What a teacher. (laughs) Crazy. Very simple. Very simple, ordinary situation. If you can help somebody, it'll come out of your awareness. If you're not worried about being right, if you're not worried about impressing somebody, and if you're not, if you're just not concerned about that, that's all extra. To know that you're not separate from anything, and to function that way is not to know much at all. There's no credentials. You don't have to know whether your intention is. You don't have to know whether Shiva Samadhi and Prajna, or even that's something that happened uh, eight years ago, eight miles ago, eight full path ago. Yes. Suzanne from the monastery has a question. He asks, "Do we have to care about what we're doing?" So I would say, uh, So I would say, um, you know, somewhat. I, I think I follow what you're saying, but uh, I'm also saying it might not show up in the conventional way. So uh, there's a word in, used in Buddhism that's misunderstood. It's called dispassion. And it's, sometimes it's thought when you have to not have any feelings about anything. Um, and I would say that dispassion is about Maybe your your feelings are really really intense about everything, but you're not uh, fixated on them and you're not clinging to them. This is a wonderful open dimension that one is. It's your birthright. You're already the Buddha. There's nothing to correct, nothing to fix, and so you may have really strong feelings. You may have you may find that things that that three weeks ago evoked really powerful emotions or feelings, and then and today uh, there seems to be fairly flat. And what is it? Aware. You're just aware of what's happening and you're aware of the contrast. You're not aware of the rightness, the wrongness. Contrast is contrast. It's appreciation. Appreciate your life. Appreciate uh, Milarepa. Appreciate those teachings. Appreciate. It means to uh, be aware of something and don't object to it. Don't agree with it. Don't look away. And the feeling there can be, uh, you have no idea what's happening. You may have strong, positive feelings about something. Um, I sometimes say, often say, don't believe your thoughts. Don't believe your feelings other, either, but don't turn away from them as if, well, I'm not supposed to believe those. I don't mean that. I'm just saying. Do nothing with it. Have the intention of emotion with no 
no post-it notes around it about what it means, who's having it, or what it's about, or what it should be or should be. Nothing with it. Less is better. Uh, Soto from the monastery has another question. He asks, are we creating our own physical pain? How do we do that? There's, there's, I think there's what, overlaps and underlaps of all the uh, dependent origination. So there's probably some of that going on, but it's not It's not a, a clear picture of this cause that dependent origination is it's you know even rocks are breathing and it might not be breathing the way you're breathing but they're (laughs) (laughs) that's not a pretense those are that's rocks i'm not saying you have to go around cry all over the mountainside (laughs) i'm saying it's not separate picking and choosing it's a disease it's a disease of a mind, the mind that it isn't, refuses to investigate. Very smug, pride. We don't want to be. We don't want to be part of everything or not separate from anything. We want to be some special person who understands. <laughs> there isn't anyone to understand anything. All I have to do is think about rocks, and that happens. This one happened to be granite. <laughs> is that Shoto? Do you understand, Shoto? Hack into it. In looking at trying to be helpful to others, I find that I don't want to help people who I feel threatened by or have difficulty with. How can I hack that? Just continue to look at it. Don't do anything with it. Just look at it. Uh, If we use the the metaphor of hacking, it's not so much uh, as someone using uh, using a computer in that way to to use the the very the very the very software or the very uh, texture of of the of the way the fortress is built to go in there. So I'm saying to use using taking that metaphor into working with the mind, use the way it's built out of awareness. So if you drop back, don't punt. But if you drop back and just watch, you will you will eventually, just out of persistence, you will be able to see the way this is created. And when you see the way it's created, you realize you're not separate from it. It will dismantle itself. It will unwind of its own. So all you have to do is that negativity is your opportunity to just watch that. Just be with that. It's not even a being with. It's just, just watch it. You're just aware of, you're just aware of your, your feelings that maybe uh, three weeks ago, three years ago, you were fighting with and trying to stop. Or maybe you were supporting and trying to justify. Passion, aggression, ignorance, do nothing with it. Set, do it. Use your body to do that. You're a body worker. Sit down, hold still. Uh, don't accept anything that occurs. Don't reject anything that occurs. Don't ignore. Look away from anything that occurs. It's a lot of work, and it takes it takes a lot of practice to just sit and watch what's happening because uh, it's just one indictment after another of the ego, and it does not want to, and it'll keep diverting all that to some other. But eventually. It gets worn uh, more out. It takes a nap. Big mistake on the part of ego. The wisdom mind does not sleep. Nothing sleeps. Wisdom does not sleep. Success and failure are, are ego words. Laura? I'm still upset about me crying about the rocks. And I want to know what made you cry about the rocks. Rocks? They rock. It's just, just emotion. It's a, it's a, it doesn't belong to anyone. It belongs to the rocks. I'm just thinking about rocks and that they they're it'll start to happen again if I keep talking about it. You can't find anything that is completely uh, 
If you look at it, you can't talk to them. You can't find anything that isn't flooded with the Buddha. That's a misunderstanding. There's absolutely no weakness there at all. So I feel bad about it. I don't. But that's not something you can just do or stop doing. No choice happening. Look, look at look at plants and rocks and buildings. And, you know, and notice the way you'll you'll elevate one thing over another. One, this person's better than that person because this person's a whatever meditator. This person's my friend, and this person over here is, irritates me. And then the extreme of that is thinking that, uh, that there's there's some kind of basic difference between a living being and a tree, a human being in a tree. No, those trees are watching you, listening, feeling all the time. How do I know? I don't know. It's not conventional knowledge. Knowledge is something you get and then goes away as you get older. <laughs> Wisdom is something you are. And it's, there's no, you don't have no bragging rights there. You don't get to be a wise person. You think you're a wise person. You think you're enlightened. You're mistaken. It might be a high level of mistake. You still may be able to help a few people because they think you're wise. Further questions? Um, earlier, you mentioned Susan Sagal and Byron Katie and Maharshi, mm-hmm. that they had a sudden something that they yes. realized, but you said that you wouldn't know it or ego, that would be ego's story about it. So what was it about them that they had this unshakable shift that was recognizable? No, it was shakable. That's why it took them a few years to clarify. And it, not saying there aren't other people that weren't able to clarify that. So it's, causes and conditions are just, you can't trace them. They're so complicated. More about that if you have it. I have more to say, but I can't say it without you asking me. Well, what was the difference between the moment before and then the moment after? For, I can speculate. You know, with Ramana, the way he talks about it in his, uh, as far as he talks about it, is uh, he came in from playing soccer or something, uh, or um, football, and, and, and then collapsed on the floor of his, it was probably... 17 or 18 or maybe younger, collapsed on the floor and, and, and felt like he was dying. And he just went with it and died, and, but his body didn't die. He got back up and and uh, and went to Turbanamalai in uh, South India and uh, went into a cave. And at that time, the society there supports the spiritual path. It does not particularly support the spiritual path, at least in that way here. But he, uh, that happened to him in that culture. So there was a, there was a structure for it. He could actually go into a cave and people, this is a, a mendicant or a holy person. So they would feed them, help them. It won't happen here. The person he was able to, uh, wasn't really any, probably wasn't much of a big deal. He just, I got, I'm going to have to go sit down and look at this for a while. Uh, luckily, the culture supported that kind of investigation. I think it was in there 20 years. And then people would come because people would hear about this person who was, a saint in that tradition. He uh, there's pictures of him. He comes out and sits on a bench with a, uh, and just looks at people. He teaches and he teaches also. His teaching basically was Atma Vichara, which is self inquiry, and which is also similar to Shikantaza. Uh, it's a who who's looking at this? Who is it? And when it comes back, me. Then who is me? 
that's uh, I'm me. Well, who is that? So it's a constant going into the layers of identity. It's basically mistaken identity, no matter which tradition you're looking at. I don't know how that was for him, and then for other people, it has a similar kind of thing. But if there's no there's no structure for it, then it tends to in our society it would tend you would you'd get medicated. I mean, it, it, somebody had some kind of difficulty like that or challenge. Hal doll. Hmm. <laughs> what? You'd be given Hal doll. Hal doll? <laughs> yeah. Give him Hal doll. <laughs> I think somebody said that uh, in the halls of Montezuma, the Second World War movie. <laughs> Give him Hal doll. <laughs> <laughs> Further questions about this topic? Mm-hmm. Do we have any identity? I don't think in the conventional sense. The way I, I talk about it is if you're functioning as a three-dimensional parent being who eats and sleeps and you know and walks in the park, or, you know, you're, then there's a there's a discontinuous identity that comes and goes. The ego doesn't like that. It's too spooky to not. Uh, so quite often, if people have that, they might have depression. Or, so, but if you don't do anything with it, then it's fine. You just have just as much identity as you need to do anything. I have to have some identity or I can't talk, but it's not real. So there isn't anyone that's talking. There isn't anyone that's feeling. There isn't, there's feeling. There's, there's much more feeling if there's no one having it. You don't have to share it with anybody. Be careful. Further question? You said wisdom doesn't sleep, and then you said something about ego taking a nap. Mm-hmm. How can you make ego really tired so it takes a long? No, no, it's you know kind of metaphorical. It's like I think ego kind of gets worn out of just trying to be somebody and convince, and it just gets exhausting after a while to try to promote oneself or demote oneself. Same thing. Do a lot of block sitting, just or do a lot of daily sitting. One more. Question. Yeah. Another question? Anyone? Thank you. So we'll stand and dedicate the merit on the back yet. She on the cushion. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. 